It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! What is up, everybody? Welcome on into the Reflog Show. I'm Nick Padone. Chris McNeil's here. Gab Cruz is here. Pack Studio on a, a somber Tuesday in Cleveland, Ohio. Brown Steelers recap coming your way. It's just going to be the three of us riding solo with you guys. We're going no guest. We're going to talk Browns, and we're going to flush the performance against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. What the hell happened, guys? What's up? Welcome to the pit of despair. That's where we sit right now, right? God, did you, did, I mean, we're so used to being Cleveland fans, anything happening, anything potentially happening that could happen, will happen. We understand that. We know the rules of the game. But even for that, this is tough. This is tough. To lose Nick Chubb the way we did in that game, I mean, that's just brutal. That's just brutal. And then not to have Deshaun Watson then step up after that, have the defense step up, yeah, but us not be able to ultimately get it done against the hated Steelers on the road. Once again, Nick, what is up with week twos? Yeah, doomed, cursed, snake bit, all of the above. I mean, you look at these last couple of week twos against the Chiefs a couple of years ago, Baker Mayfield throws out his arm. Obviously, it was a year to the day on Monday Night Football. The Jets meltdown where a lot of us came in here and wanted Joe Woods to be fired right after that game. And then just the complete offensive meltdown that we saw on Monday Night Football. There are definitely some demons that the Browns need to exercise in that Pittsburgh stadium. You could call it Heinz. You could call it Three Rivers. You could call it AccuSure, whatever the hell it is now. It's it's bad there. And, and I know we're going to talk the offense. I know we're going to talk to Sean Watson. I'm going to start the show and give Baker Mayfield a little credit. He is the one guy that's went into that stadium in the playoffs and got a win. I know it could be something to say right off the rip, bring him up with as bad as Watson looked yesterday. But, uh, yeah. Just, You're going right to like Baker talk, Baker, right off Baker, the top. Bro. Not only did we have that loss yesterday, we lose Chubb. Immediately you go into Baker talk. You're killing me here. I don't know. I, I just when you obviously it's just one week. So that's that's the nice thing about yeah. this is it's one week. It's a short week. And a couple of things could be true. It was awful. A lot of it was on Deshaun Watson. I could argue all of it was on Deshaun Watson. Yet at the same time, the season's not over. The season's not lost. But if you lay an egg on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans and that offense doesn't look good, Deshaun Watson doesn't look any better, the chatter gets louder because what we yeah. saw last night, and, and I think this is a big part of why I'm a little bit pissed off today, 
Last season, everyone was like, well, when Deshaun Watson gets on the field, all of this is fixed. All of this is cured. We're punting on the season. There's no such thing as punting on a season in the NFL especially, but really in sports. How many times have we seen teams get so close? The Oklahoma City Thunder, when they had KD, they had Russ, they had James Harden, three MVPs. They were like, oh, they'll be back. No, they never got back. The Cincinnati Bengals, they might never go back. The Browns punted on the year last year, and now when you look forward, okay, Amari Cooper's contract situation, what's that look like next year? Nick Chubb is coming off a a devastating knee injury, and we're going to get into that and what that means for him. How's that look going into next year? Miles Garrett has that big contract kicking in. Wyatt Teller has his big contract kicking in. We know Deshaun Watson's contract. You're going to be strapped for cash heading into next season. The window is right now, and the Browns need to figure this out because they made the decision to punt on last year. They made this bed with this guy, and now they got to lay in it. Their only option is to hope. And I know that's Andrew Barry's big thing. Hope is hope is not a strategy. Well, guess what, Andrew? If I'm you today, I'm hoping that Deshaun could figure this thing out because that is your only option. You gave up three first-round picks, $230 million fully guaranteed. You better hope he figures it out. Gab, you got any positivity for us over there? You know, I've really been sitting to think, like, how could I? I've... I've you guys, I think, are longer diehard fans of Cleveland football than I. You're trying to call me old again? No, is that, no, is that another shot at me? Not at all. I'm just <laughs> saying I've been more in the baseball scene and grew up more of a baseball gal. And even I, I I'm just so dejected. Like, yeah, that's a good I, word for I it. I feel really upset, and and it's weird how sports makes us feel this emotional. Because yeah. I'm sitting here like it's not even just about the team and the season. It's like. Dang, Nick Chubb, like, couldn't happen to a better person. And also just how gnarly that was. And then I was also, you know, with our mental illness as sports fans, um, I was starting to put blame on myself. (laughs) Yeah, talk about this. You blame yourself for the Browns losing. Because I've had intrusive thoughts before about it. Because I'm like, wow, he's such a powerhouse. He just runs through traffic, game in, game out. It's like we take him for granted almost because he's such a machine. And and it's and he's so consistent and he's so many yards and it's just he just bulldozes and he's so strong and we watch him do his squats where the bar is just bending over and we think he's so superhuman that I have for sure yesterday my sister were both saying like we both had an intrusive thought before the game about like what if he ever you know and now I'm feeling bad like I can't believe it really happened so he you is manifested a, this. he's a real human being like it's crazy and <laughs> I know I'm like did we manifest this it's terrible but it's real you know they are just humans out there we probably take them for granted I mean it is. All the work that he's put in for this team over the years. All we know is that it's a serious knee injury. Um, it seems. It seems. I don't like know. Did didn't someone say he could have lost his leg? His though? leg. Because that that was already cleared up. So they took him to the hospital last night just out of precaution because had he, from my understanding, and again this is very dumbed down, not a doctor. Um, doctor we, Nick. We, we all attempted to do this during COVID. So, uh, <laughs> it was had he torn the thing behind the knee. Some some vascular thing behind the knee that's where it could have been a a limb lost 
it's it's not that severe. They, okay, that's they amazing. Checked it out last night. That's already cleared. He's out of the hospital and on his way back to Cleveland. Probably back here as this show's live. So it's not that. This but is our it's first the, our first nationally televised game of the year, I and know, we're talking like, about losing limbs. What, we're talking yeah. about players losing it limbs. It was a physical game yesterday. Why is it like oh. that? And it, it was uh, it's it's the same one too that he tore against. Yeah. Can we uh, talk Georgia. about whether that hit was dirty or not? Because you know I never played football and I'm reading people's interpretations of this like what are your thoughts on on the actual hit that he took i would like to say that it was just because i you you want answers and i and I, maybe the league needs to look at it but i don't know it, it was like i just thought an it, unfortunate. in the moment because we were we were watching this game together and in the moment i thought okay yeah that was a dirty hit he went low you know back in the 90s the minka 80s patrick right? minka fitzpatrick yeah like back in the you know back in the day of football before concussions were really a thing if you were to go at somebody's knee like that there would have been a benches clearing brawl like that's a no-no but now because there's so much focus on not hitting the head. You're kind of taught to go a little bit lower. So, And then the game was just such a bloodbath. Like Minka Fitzpatrick ended up in the hospital right, last night because right. Watson laid a block on him late in the game. So like it was just such an AFC North bruise-battled game. Like I don't, I don't know. And it, it, it does suck for Chubb because when you look at his career from the 10,000-foot view – he has been the one constant through Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens beefing on hard knocks to the Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> and the cleats yeah. and the and Rolexes and all the penalties there. And the, Nick Chubb was the one constant through Baker Mayfield and his mess through all of it. Nick Chubb missed was there. Missed extra points, missed field goals. And it, it definitely does hurt not oh. having there. And and I wonder if, like, because obviously the way that we all feel as fans, as media, is just, like, not having that constant there. Some of those quotes that came out last night from the locker room after those after this loss, those guys were demoralized. Dejected. I don't know what they're going to have to do. They were absolutely demoralized. Like, there were some really bad quotes that came out of that. And, and understandably so. That's their guy. Well, let's, um, let's talk about that a bit because you'd hope in a situation like that, you've got a locker room that's demoralized, that's dejected. They just saw their leader on the entire team, Nick Chubb, go down. Who steps up? That creates a vacuum, right? That creates a vacuum for leadership within that locker room. You would expect, right, for Deshaun Watson to be the one to step through that door, right? He looked lost yesterday, yeah. Nick. And when he was even running the ball, he was running at like half speed. Yeah. It was like we were hitting the TV. Like, what is going on? Is I, I do not understand what we saw from Deshaun Watson because he looked like a rookie out there. Yeah. I think that what we saw was a man dealing with grief in real time. Because, yeah. like, wow. how okay. do you, how do you, I mean, we it looked like his ag controller ag died. Again, going back to the fact that they're human <laughs> beings, imagine, I mean, and he, he knows. He knows that he ain't the guy right now, he, too. So now, like, yeah. okay, the dude that was carrying my ass, let's, really let's call it for what it is. The dude that was carrying his, my ass is gone. arrow slinging, you know, <laughs> swashbuckling Deshaun Watson? Hey. We saw, hey, we heard he was tearing it up. He was absolutely tearing it up this offseason, Nick. <laughs> 
Chop said that Chop said that this movie was th this season was going to be a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it was the Titanic last yeah. night, is what the movie was. It's a horror flick. It's a snuff film. That's what this thing is. The I Browns right now have turned it. into a snuff film. I'm sorry. We're talking about losing limbs after the second game. I can't That's what that it. is. <laughs> all right. Do we want to do a little fill in the blank? Get this show a little bit more structured because there <laughs> it, it is all Browns related, and I think it gives us the best opportunity to answer some of these understandable frustrated questions that we have heading in heading heading into Tennessee in week three but really it feels like heading into the 15 game gauntlet that faces the Cleveland Browns after what we saw yesterday before we do that though we should talk about our big play party from last night yeah that was fantastic as bad as the game was it was, it was I cool. was sitting there Nick Next to Greg Williams, come get li some. listening to him break down the game. How fantastic is that? I'm just like pinching myself all night long, listening to him break down management of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, every single player on the Browns, the guys he used to coach. I mean, he's got obviously he's got an opinion on everything, Ugh. on everything, and it all goes back to him, and it's fantastic. We had him there. Booby Gibson was there. Josh Cribbs was right behind me explaining everything that was going yeah. on in special teams. I mean, it was special. We Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr. made up, an like, appearance. I mean, star-studded appearance. He, and and really that's was. I think that's what uh, – my stomach is in knots because, like – we had such a great night. They were winning the whole game. They completely outplayed, outclassed the Steelers and still somehow walked away with a four-point loss. The Steelers did not have one play in the red zone at all. And the, the Browns lost yeah. by four. The Your enemy didn't even get in the... Red zone, the defense did its job, and you still found a way to lose. That's what bad organizations do. That's what bad coaches do. Ryan, let's fill in the blank. All right, gang. <sighs> this, well, this, bring it back. Why do we do this? I, this is what we signed up for. Why do we do this? Is right. I mean, there needs to be built-in therapy to any of these. All right, I got the podcasts. first one. The Guardians yeah. lose to the Royals in in devastating fashion, six four after another bullpen letdown from Trevor Steffen. Chris Blank oh. is to blame for the Guardians' failures this season. No, I'm just kidding. I blame Go myself. <laughs> At this point, I just blame myself for being a Cleveland fan. <laughs> Is that what happened last night? I was yeah. They the yeah, bullpen right. crumbled. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, blank. Since we were talking about Chubb, blank should be the Browns' starting running back the rest of the year. Ford. We got to sign. Sign somebody. Fournette. Playoff money. We got Hunt. Kareem Hunt still out Kareem there. Hunt. He Chris, served me coffee this what? morning. And I was like, hey, why don't you come? You know, you, the Browns are looking for back, you know. He's like, well, maybe. What 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 are your thoughts on that? Because I think that's the that's where everybody immediately went to was Kareem Hunt still out there. In or my, Jonathan Taylor. Or Jonathan Taylor. My my personal belief is is that if if Kareem Hunt had anything left in the tank, and I, I really like Kareem. I think he had yeah. a really nice not only career turnaround in Cleveland, but also personal turnaround, like everything kind of redemption arc uh, when he signed with the Browns. I just don't think there's anything left there or he would be on a team right now. And I know that I agree. the same could be said for other guys. You know, now you're kind of looking at the crap heap of, you know, Leonard, Len, playoff Lenny, who has played good football in the past, you know, maybe trade for a guy. But, 
your options are thin. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't think Kareem Hunt's the answer. I would, I would much rather roll with Jerome Ford than than bring Kareem. Can Hunt we take back a big here. cut at Jonathan Taylor? Do we have any of the assets? Do we have anything we could make that happen, Nick? I, I would love to see it. I think step one of that is is getting Ursay on the phone. And as much as I just yelled at Andrew Barry, he's the perfect guy to do it. He has very deep ties in that Indianapolis Colts organization. That's where he got his start in professional football. Um, so that's the encouraging part of it the opposite side of it though is what does Ursay really want and we heard that the Dolphins he was asking for first round picks he was asking for Jalen Waddle however maybe has he realized that there's no realistic chance that you're gonna get that I mean just running backs aren't that valuable then I get that you got to pay the guy too maybe he's willing to come here play with Deshaun you know put some good film out and then go get a big payday next year I would definitely at least make the call on Jonathan Taylor because you have to like when you lose a superstar like Nick Chubb you got to go for the next best thing and Andrew Barry doesn't that, that's the counter argument, too, that I've seen a lot. Well, Andrew Barry doesn't do the panic moves. He's not going to panic, trade too much for Jonathan Taylor. Andrew Barry does do the panic move when it's warranted. When Baker Mayfield was horrible, broken, he made the panic move. He gave up three first-round picks and $230 million fully guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. He just lost the best running back in football in Nick Chubb. Yeah. I do not put it past Andrew Barry to pick up that phone and start some conversations about Jonathan Taylor. So you're completely uncomfortable with the idea of Jerome Ford just being the bell, bell cow kind of back for us going forward. I mean, maybe a little bit of Pierre Strong in there. You I know? think that's where I'm more uncomfortable. So like maybe I would like to bring in like if if they are like we're going to see what we have in Jerome Ford. Okay, maybe then like you go like Cam Akers. Maybe then you go Michael Carter, you know, a, a smaller name. Maybe even Leonard Fournette uh if if it's going to be just Jerome Ford because I don't I don't have faith in Jerome Ford, Pierre Jerome Strong. Ford, he can hit some home runs out there. He did. I he, mean, he we really saw does. it. We He's saw a home it on run hitter. Football. That's what yep. he is. Home run, and then not a whole lot past that. And maybe if he gets more reps, which he will, obviously, this year, maybe he can develop into more. I think the stats from last night, obviously, besides that big run that he had, he, yeah. he was averaging like 2.4 yards per carry. And a, and a lot of that was Mike Tomlin just out-geniusing Kevin Stefanski, which at multiple points in the game, that wasn't a difficult thing to do. Ouch. Grant Delpit had a sweet interception. Brown set up in the red zone. They went pass, sack, pass, fourth down, turnover on downs on a that pass. That was killer. Like, that was killer to sit there. Those are the type of things that that cost the head coach a job. And, Go and, for the jugular. When you have the ball like that, big momentum swing, you're on the road. It's Monday Night Football. And that's it's pre-Chubb injury. You had Chubb yeah. just chilling on the sideline. You could change the entire landscape of that game right there, and they didn't take advantage of it. All right. Brown's biggest issue on offense is? Deshaun Watson. I mean, I'm not going to make this any harder than what it is. I'm sorry, especially with Nick Chubb now out. Deshaun Watson has to improve. $230 million, Play like you're $230 million. And, oh, by the way, I have never once seen a quarterback get a face-masking call twice. on them. But he did it twice. He did it twice. 
what kind of a leader on this team not only gets one face mask that changes and stalls a drive, but then does it twice? And then an unsportsmanlike pe- conduct penalty when he pushed the ref, which, by the way, a very underlying part of today, and I don't think it's this dramatic. We know Mike Florio is a little dramatic. Oh, you're going to go the Florio I, it, report. It was interesting that he put it in his column this yeah. morning that there, the league is going to review that, and Deshaun could very well, like, it is in the rules that if you make contact with an official, you that that's going to be reviewed for a fine, a suspension, like that that's a big no-no. You don't touch the ref. Yeah. So and he did. Here's my question. Would you be in favor of him being suspended for a game? No. Get DTR in there. No. Because you got people on Twitter right now saying, okay, go ahead, suspend Deshaun Watson. Bring in DTR. Let's roll. No, because here's the unfortunate piece, and it is. I said at the open of the show, they made this bed, and they have to lay in it. It's a $230 million bed that they've made, and yeah. now they have Who to figure cares, it out. Even if Nick? De- we want to win, and if, if this guy's not stepping up, bring preach. up the next guy. And we were all behind this dude. I know yeah. I to say preseason yeah, or whatever, th- but if, I, if they really mean it, They'd put the ego aside and be like, we need to win right now. This guy is Thank off you. his rocker, so let's just try something else. They're not for going our to. Game. The They're league forces our hand here. The, says, Deshaun, you're done for two games. They're not going to. If it, if there's one thing that I know and I've learned about the NFL, if it makes too much sense, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I know I know the trendy thing, and, and it would be fun to see DTR, but the, how, how much of a gut punch would this be? And this is really the likely scenario. It's a one-game disp- suspension for Deshaun Watson. He's out against Tennessee. DTR goes in. Tennessee's defense isn't what it once was. They're not that right. good. DTR balls out. Lights it up. And then it's going to be Deshaun that very Which, next week. There's no yeah. way that they ever... There's no QB controversy here, guys. There's none. They have to figure this out with Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. And one step further, not only is there no QB controversy, we know Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. If this season doesn't work out and he doesn't figure this out, Kevin Stefanski's going to be gone. Whether you like him and you think he's a good coach, whether you hate him and you think he's a bad coach, whether you're somewhere in the middle like me, if they don't get this figured out, his ass is the one that's gone, not Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I think you're right on that. All right, let's look defense. The Browns' defense is? Stout. Stout. I'll tell you what. They played well once again yesterday. Hostile environment. You know, Pittsburgh's not a great offense. Kenny Pickens looked like exactly what we thought he would look like. But the defense showed up. They kept pressure on him all afternoon. They caused turnovers. That's all we can ask for and kept us in that ball game when the offense was doing nothing. So props to the defense once again. I'm very impressed with what Jim Schwartz has put together there. You know, I talked a little bit with Greg Williams, who, who by the way, invented – the, the nine wide, the wide nine there, he says. Uh, but he, he he's such a big proponent of what Schwartz has done in terms yeah. of moving guys around, and we saw that be effective again yesterday, and I like that. I, I like that they play with a little bit of fire, too. You know, Jim Schwartz is kind of hands on knees, crouched over, yeah. engaged in the game the entire time. I can't say that for really any other coach on the staff. Uh, he really has those guys playing with a lot of passion. Grant Delpit, we gave him a ton of praise last week. Uh, I said that was his best game as a Brown. I was wrong. This was his best game as a Brown. He went ahead and beat himself uh, with that interception. The Browns defense is playing loose. It's playing fun. I'm going to take another dig at the head coach. I was really, Chris, disappointed in Stefanski when he took the podium after the game. Jake Trotter, great question right out of the gate. How would you assess 
Deshaun Watson's play. He said, we didn't play good enough as a team. Really, coach? Because I think yeah. your defense played damn good football. I get that you want to protect Deshaun Watson. I get that you want to protect yourself. Come on. The, the, you played it okay as a team. The defense balled out. That was a bad answer. And, and here was an amazing stat when I was looking through things. They had seven plays the Steelers had for 202 yards. The rest of the 46 plays that they ran, you know how many yards they got? 53. Wow. 46 plays for 53 yards. So on the average there, they are just killing it. I mean, that's a very stout defense. I'm very impressed with what we got. Now the offense has got to carry some water. Yep. Yep, they do. And I and as long as that defense we're we're going to continue to be in these sort of games and feel this type of way because with that defense you're going to be in all of these ball games. Like they're all going to be close ball games. Come down to a possession, come down to a, can your offense do its job at the end of a game? It's it's going to be interesting to see this the rest of the way because that defense is is very legit. It's it's probably top top 5 in the league by the end of the year. All right, Miami and Baltimore Baltimore are the only 2 and 0 teams. The best team in the AFC is I think it's Miami. I think Tua, I believe in them. They're averaging like 462 yards per game on offense. I really like that. Uh, They go out. They get their nemesis. They clip the Patriots. I know the Patriots aren't very good, but it's just like us beating the Steelers, right? You got to beat the best or the historical best to be the best. They're coming along. I really like the upside for Miami, so I think they're the team to beat right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with Miami, too, through two weeks. Probably the class of the AFC. I'm not sleeping on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, I get that they got work to do in that receiving room the same way that the Browns have work to do in their running game. I think if they could get just any production out of Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, I'm, I'm just not counting the Chiefs all the way out yet. I get that it's been two weird games. They were able to beat Jacksonville this past week. Uh, but right now, it's got to be Miami. And I think a big piece of it is Mike McDaniel. Um, he, the the way that he has those guys moving on offense, it's really fun to see. Really fun. All right, last one. Coach Prime is... Exactly what college football needed. Yeah. You look at the first part of this schedule, and it was really, really rough. There weren't a whole lot of big games. That all changes this week. This week, you got all kinds of ranked teams playing each other. Here, we've got Ohio State playing Notre Dame. But for the first portion of this se- of this season, it has not been that way. Coach Prime was the story. People could rally around. And I'll tell you what, this is going to come up later. I think it could be the end of his run. I was just this, say. this week, which which fits perfectly with the schedule. I think he's going to continue on. I think he's going to lose this week, but that whole energy is going to continue on through the season, and that adds an interest for those late games. I stayed up way yeah. later than I otherwise would have <laughs> just to see what Coach Prime was going to do, and I think a lot of people in college football did the same. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Coach Prime had us staying up until three in the morning <laughs> watching a team that won one football game last year watching the Colorado Buffaloes like that's how exciting that guy is he had Lil Wayne offset like the stars were out in Boulder 
Uh, imagine being, I saw like all the tweets that were really cracking me up. Imagine being a senior that graduated from Colorado last year. And like, you're like, <laughs> you're sitting at your desk at your nine to five, seeing all this crazy stuff happening on campus. Like, damn that, where was this when I was there? Uh, that's a lot of fun. Coach prime has been just a ton of fun. I do fear that maybe it comes to an end this week, even next week, two ranked opponents in yeah. Colorado at 19 USC currently at five, some really tough games. They're going to be without Travis Hunter. I know that people are looking at the opponent, but really that's their best weapon on both sides of the ball. You know, he plays a hell of a DB, but really on the receiving side of things, they're without him. That's a big piece. It's going to be tough for Prime to win these next two games. I thought it was said best on the Bobby Carpenter show with Anthony Schlegel. So many people are giving Prime grief. Like, you know, he's too cocky. He's too arrogant. Barely beat Colorado State. Wait until, until we see what he does against these two ranked teams coming up. He's a disruptor. People don't like that. People don't like that he rolled up there in his big hat with the glasses and all that was going viral because he's a disruptor. He's doing things in an unorthodox way. He's going to have a big test cut out for him. But I think a big piece in this, too, this is year one. He's he's a damn good coach, and he's going to be around for quite some time, Gab. All right, guys, that is That's all of our fill-in-the-blank, believe it or not. We are going to keep the Browns and the football convo alive because as we do on this Tuesday and usually on every Monday, we got to get you guys ready for the week ahead. Kevin Stefanski said, bet. you know, that the best part of this is that it's a short week and that they got to get ready for the next game against the Titans. I guess there's no better time to do this than right now with the big play bets of the week. Alrighty, our big play bets this week and every week are always presented to you by Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico lets you bet on all of the biggest football games with us all year round. You got to download it to check it out. What we're talking about, MLB, college football, traditional lines are there. Spreads, money lines, over, under, you could do your parlays, but what you got to check out on Tipico, and we talk about it every week, you got to download it to check it out, is the big play boosts, where they take our favorite Cleveland sports teams, our favorite Cleveland sports players, and they boost their odds, giving us truly the best odds in all of Ohio. You're not going to be able to find these, you you know, same game parlays that we put together for the Browns, you know, some of the Guardians boosts that we've did earlier in the season. You can't find that anywhere else. So right now, football season is the best time to give Tipico Sportsbook a try. Download it. And when you do use that promo code reflog150. That's all caps, all one word, reflog150. You're going to get a free $150 bets on us plus a $30 dog pound future to use on the Browns this Sunday. They're going to bounce back. We're going to build another Brown same game parlay for this upcoming week. Guys, we're tailgating with Tipico 2 on Sunday. We're going to have the stage down here at Burke Lakefront Airport. There's going to be a big party going out front. 
early chatter here <laughs> is that we're going to have more people come into this one than we had at the last one. There's really going to be like a true audience for the stage. It's going to be a lot of fan interaction. So download Tipico Sportsbook with that promo code Reflog150. Come on down to Burke Lakefront Airport on Sunday to watch the Browns game with us. You're going to get a free $150 bets on us as well as that $30 dog pound bet. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some of the bets this week. Take a little positive spin on the show. Chris, the Buckeyes yeah. were able to just bury the hatchet, leave all the negativity behind. I don't know how there's negativity. Ohio State's 3-0. and But this week, big, big test. Buckeyes at Notre Dame. Ohio State three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the church. That was a nice bet for me last week betting the over with Ohio State, and they went over by about 20 yeah, points. Almost, that was almost beautiful. Almost twice the over, and that Western Kentucky team could score. <laughs> they could. They could. I had I had not only Ohio State to beat the spread, I also had them to score first. So yeah. that little parlay netted me a nice return. So good on you, Buckeyes, and hopefully it's another good on you this week. You've traveled to Notre Dame. We've won the last five games over Notre Dame. It's funny, we haven't played Notre Dame as much as you would expect two teams from the Midwest just so close to together to play. Um, Three-and-a-half-point favorites right now. I like the Buckeyes in this game. Kyle McCord, I think he gets a dose of confidence from what happened last yeah. week. We stop with uh, Ryan Day. I don't know who my quarterback is. We kind of have Kyle McCord. I'd like to kind of sprinkle in some Devin Brown. We're not doing that anymore. We're going straight on with Kyle McCord. I like that. I like the Buckeyes to go into South Bend and take care of business on Saturday. I like it too. This is going to be a big test for them. This, as well as the Penn State game, is probably the closest taste that you're going to get to that Michigan game until yeah. the Michigan game. I like Ohio State here. I like the three and a half. Had I not seen what I saw against Western uh, Kentucky, I would be a lot more nervous heading into this one, but that really felt like they exercised all those yeah. demons that we saw through the first two weeks. Kyle McCord has that confidence in him now, and really it was a slow start to the game for him too. It really kind of came out in that second quarter. I like the Buckeyes in this spot. Gab, are we are we going for a sweep here of Ohio State against Notre Dame? Let's freaking go! All right, <laughs> we need we need to boost the positive morale. We do, we go. do. <laughs> we need to start. We need to start somewhere. We might as well do it with the three and zero Buckeyes, and this would be a big win for them. I think in the in the CFP kind of rankings, the standings. You get a nice win here in South Bend. Yeah, you're back in that top four. No oh, yeah. questions asked. All right, let's go to Thursday night football. The Giants, good Lord, man. Brian Dable, 10.5-point dogs on the road at the 49ers. That is a huge spread. Over, under is 45. Anybody have confidence in taking that 10.5 one way or another? I don't I'm know what the it. Giants are. The Giants are bad. Yeah, after week one, and then you have that huge comeback week two. I mean, you talk about life as a Browns fan. Life as a Giants fan right now. My brother-in-law is just pulling his hair out with this team, trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell he's got. Um, yeah, the Niners, I think, are a buzzsaw. I think that's going to be way too much for the Giants. I wouldn't touch this game, though. Big spread. Like I said, the Giants right now are kind of uh, one of those teams you don't know what to expect. I know they're bad, but what kind of bad are they going to be? Yeah. Um, anytime TD score. Anytime, for this, yeah, do we want to pick an anytime touchdown score just to make this thing interesting? Give me 
Danny Dimes is going to go to a Buckeye, Paris Johnson, wide receiver. Okay. You don't like that one? I like it. I was going to go a 49ers player, so this kind of uh, okay. works. See, I'm going this kind of works perfect. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. Par- Paris Campbell. Paris not Campbell. Paris Johnson. I'm confusing my Buckeyes. <laughs> Your Paris is. My Paris, Paris is wrong Paris. That would be that would be cool. I'm going to go, that, and that's definitely probably a long shot, too, when those odds come out for Thursday Night Football. Yeah. I'm going to go a little bit safer. I'm going to go Debo Samuel, anytime touchdown score. I would like to see the Browns maybe watch this game and use Elijah Moore what, like yeah. Debo Samuel. What happened to all that chatter? I haven't seen that really, but a couple times. Uh, I would like to see a Debo anytime touchdown. It's in San Francisco against the Giants. You got Paris Campbell. I got Debo Samuel. Gab, do you have anybody that you like? I anytime. Got Paris wow, Campbell per- or Paris Johnson. Or Paris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. The left tackle for the Cardinals. Two for one deal. <laughs> Paris Campbell is uh, plus 400. There like, you go. That, Respectable. That's okay. That's that, good that, value right there. I don't know. That's a little risky for me. What, <laughs> what's thinking, Paris Johnson? <laughs> what's Debo Samuel, Gab? Debo's plus 115. Okay. That's little, something I would little do. little safer, but still plus money. I like yeah, that. Yeah. If you stack that, now all of a sudden we got a little... little we're, we're cooking now. We're, we're cooking. I like it. Okay. Let's go Monday Night Football. Eagles are five and a half point favorites yeah. on the road. Raymond James Stadium. Baker Mayfield's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're 2-0, looking to improve to 3-0. Can Baker and the Bucs stay within five points of Philly? And that defense, and we know when Baker plays a formidable opponent is when things start to go a little awry, or has he figured it out? We talked about Deion Sanders having some mojo there, and this being the week when he's going to fall going with Oregon. I think it's going to be the same thing with Baker. Baker's got a little bit of mojo. I think Philly is going to be way too much for him to take, even at home. So I am thinking that Philly is going to cover the spread in this game, and Baker's going to go down. I'm going to go the opposite, man. Whoa! I got ba- I got Baker covering this five and a half. I think it'll be a close game. The Eagles have looked good, but they still got to show me a little bit more. Um, just kind of some up and down play out of them. And it's not like Baker has beaten nobody's. Like, I get that the Vikings, the Vikings are 0-2, but there's a good football team in there somewhere. The Bears were able to bounce back. Uh... I don't know. I I just I have a weird feeling. I it would just be so Browns for Baker to go out there in prime time on his home field. We know Baker always plays better at home too. I think he covers that five and a half. That's the other thing. It's like right after we stink yep, it up it, on Monday all, Night Football. Always happens. Oh, always happens. I didn't even think of that angle. <laughs> <laughs> Gab, are you riding with Baker? Do you think the Eagles get the best out of him? I here? know what a weird place to be. Um, I, I I'm leaning towards your argument, Nick. On, oh, on, I couldn't convince him. I know, I know. Not Pro to be such baker. a baker, bro. But <laughs> All right. Damn. All right. How about this one? Monday Night Football, the Rams are two-point dogs in Cincinnati. The question this week is, is Joe Burrow going to play in this game? The Bengals are off to a hell of a mess of a season. 0-2 start. Rams just two-point dogs. I personally think Joe Burrow is going to play in this game. I, I get that the, you got to make him questionable. you got to probably yeah. hold him out of practice today. You know, early throughout the week, they're going to ease him in. But I think he's going to play, and I think the Bengals probably get off the, get off the uh, bender here and they get a win. <laughs> I agree. I think Burrow is going to play, and if he plays, the Bengals are going to win. I think at home, I think 
going with the way this season has started going 0-2 to start, I think this is a very motivated team at this point. I think Burrow is one of those that it's kind of like Baker used to be. He kind of keeps mental record of everything, and he knows that he always starts slow, and he wants to set that record that, hey, I I start slow, but it's how you finish. And I think that's where Joe Burrow starts to crank it up starting this week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, are we are we having a clean sweep of the Bengals? Any love for the Rams? Um, I usually I I root for for Burrow. I really do, and I think it's just because I get enough Twitter messages that say that I am the look like the girl version of him. So um, so I'm, all, I'm I feel like that's kind of weird. I'm kind of pulling for him. People I really like, I saw you. you. Yeah, no, yeah, I, like, I saw it on my feed. That I actually did it. happen. You yeah. know what? I see it too. No, I mean like I see it. Like I'm like yeah, I get that. So so is that a source of pride for you? <laughs> I'm like you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. pretty much I am. You wear it. Just like he does. <laughs> of the quarterback <laughs> rankings of like good looking quarterbacks, Burrow's up there. I'm not gonna. <laughs> he's up there, like Burrow, Jimmy G, him. like yeah, of good looking. Like they they didn't compare Gab to like Big Ben, you know that. <laughs> then I then, then I'd be like, oh Gab, like you gotta block that guy. Like Burrow, that, that's a good compliment there. I think. Uh no, like when you when they do the like swaps to make the quarterbacks become women, you know. Oh my god, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see it. I'm like, okay, All you right. know what? All right. <laughs> we're we're clipping that. We got to get that that Burrow girl QB meme. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what else has been cursed that I've seen everywhere and I hate it because he cut his hair after the one loss and now they're like, oh, is he gonna cut it again? The bald Burrow. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. I had, that picture sucks. I hate that picture. Nick, I made that picture. And did you really? That was my meme. <laughs> I yes. hate that. <laughs> yes. I hate that. I didn't know that you made that. I made that in an app, yeah, over, like, dinner watching the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm glad, everywhere. I'm, I'm glad that it's like causing you lack of sleep and nightmares at night. That is yeah, fantastic. That horrible. makes the meme even better. I'm going to use it even more. And, and Burroughs got the money now that if, if things ever start going south, you got to go the hair plug route because he could not pull <laughs> off the bald at all. All right. We got to wrap up with it. Titans are three and a half point dogs at Cleveland Browns Stadium. The Browns are favored. I think odds makers still believe in the Browns because of that defense, especially in this game. The Titans offensively, they have Derrick Henry. Other than that, you know Ryan Tannehill and what he is. He's the same quarterback that he's been with Tennessee. The Titans defense is okay. They're always going to be a respectable team because Mike Vrabel's their coach. Do the Browns bounce back and get this thing to 2-1, and Chris? So... The Titans, like you say, defensively, overall, they're okay. They're kind of middle of the pack. If you break it down to run defense versus pass defense, against the run, they're pretty stout. They're yeah. like fourth in the league against Jeffrey the run. Simmons, beast. And that's okay. We won't be running the ball very much because I think Deshaun Watson is going to come out throwing. This is a team in the Titans who are not very good against the pass. This is the perfect time for Deshaun Watson to come out to Our show the world player. why we paid him $230 million at home, light up the Titans. That's the next chapter of this book that's going to get written. You're going to see the redemption Deshaun (laughs) Watson for at least this week against the Titans because their defense is just that bad against the pass. I'm buying it. I'm so scared, dude. Like, imagine if that doesn't happen. Imagine two and one sounds good. Like, two and one. Had you looked at those first three games against the Bengals, play away from the Super Bowl. In Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football, yep. and then against the Titans, two and one. Had we said that going into the year, two and one through three weeks, would you take it? I would have said, yeah, I'm sure everybody, two and one, okay, we're we're in this thing. 
I don't know. That scares the hell out of me because you're exactly right, Chris. Then now we're going to have to find out what kind of quarterback Deshaun Watson yeah. needs. Even this if this is the opportunity, yep. this is the team. This is the perfect team at home for that to happen. Now the weather's going to be okay. The opponent is perfect. Like what else do you want? If Deshaun Watson doesn't ball out in this game, then. I don't know where you go. Oh. You go DTR at that point? I know where Twitter's going to go. <laughs> oh, no. Everything aligns now for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is the it, it is the opportunity. And everything we heard, too, throughout the offseason was they're going to back off of Nick Chubb. You know, they want to open this thing up. They want to throw the ball. Maybe this is what's best. Maybe we find out that Deshaun, not under center, you know, maybe more in the shotgun, that air raid style of offense that Kevin Stefanski, we hear, has been clamoring to run. You got your wish. We're, we're going to find out what it is on Sunday. I don't know. I don't know how I picked this game here on Tuesday after what I just saw. I can't do it. You're in an emotional state. I can't do it. You I'm in an emotional state. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Gab's going to pick it, though. I um I had bet on the Titans the you other did. day. You did. You won that Titans. The other day. Yeah. Oh, the other and, day. Okay. Oh, guys, this betting's not for me. I'm just kidding. But um, no, so like, put it, all your money on the Titans this not, week. Come yeah, on. I know. Let's manifest this victory for the Browns. I'm, yeah, it's it's tough because I'm like, in my brain, after what we just saw, I'm like, why don't I just ride with the Titans again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, all right, but, cursed us last week, so now curse the Titans. Say I know. yes, I, I all just, pro Titans. I just have to channel them. some intrusive thoughts about the Titans. Be- and here's my perfect intrusive thought: I won once; it'll never happen again. So, I Titans money line. Should I plus money? Put five bucks on it. Yeah. Worst case scenario if is I the Browns lose. You the, feel horrible, but you yeah. made 15 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> if I put money on it, it's more possible that the That's Browns really win. what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Do we have an anytime touchdown score in this game? I'm going to go Henry. ahead and I, I want to say mine first. I think they enlist a little bit of confidence in Jerome Ford. Even if they go okay. find a running back <laughs> this week, if they sign Lenny, maybe they bring back Kareem. I think the thing that Kareem has going for him, he knows the playbook a little bit, so it wouldn't be like you're bringing a dude off the street and then he's got all this catching up to do. I think you just give it to the guy that you got. You get Jerome Ford in the end zone. You give him a little bit of confidence going into the rest of this season. And I like that pick. That probably would have been my pick. But now that you've taken it, I'm going to go with the chief. Okay. David Njoku, he is going to get himself a touchdown. We need it. We keep waiting, Nick. We keep waiting for this guy. All the physical tools. You think that he's going to have just a breakout game for us where he's really going to connect with Deshaun Watson. A little bit of what we saw in the preseason. Maybe that, that comes back in this game, and that's what I'm going to go for is right off the bat, he's going to hit the chief. Big touchdown. Set the tone. Love it. Gab, do you have a player that you like anytime touchdown as we wrap this thing up? Yeah, because I have to play my reverse psychology role, so I need to do Henry is going to score a touchdown. Derrick Henry, anytime touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, he has not rushed for 100 yards yet in either of the games this year. On that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Reflux Show right here on Big Play. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen on Sunday. He's Chris McNeil. She's Gab Cruz. I'm Nick Padone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you download that Tipico Sportsbook app, promo code REFLOG150. You could listen to us also now live on the iHeartRadio app. Download that. Tune in to the Reflog show every week. We got replays going of all of our shows all throughout the week. You got the Fontana show daily with Matt Fontana, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Chico Borman every day starting at noon until 2. iHeartRadio, man. We're on the radio. Big Play Radio. Go download that iHeart app, and we will see you guys next week. Until then, peace.
It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! We 